Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Noticing. I'm your host, best-selling author Johnny B. Truant, and I'm here to help you give the muse the finger and make life your muse instead. In each 10-minute episode, I'll tell you how I spun something mundane into inspiration and show you how to do the same. If you've ever wondered how to write better, how to be creative, how to get more ideas, you're in the right place. Let's start noticing. I kind of hate this one, but I'm including it because I think that it's some, first of all, it's something that I think I could stand to learn, even if I hate it, or something that I could stand to experiment with, even if I hate it. But even more globally, I think that it speaks to the entrenchment of creative habits and how it might sometimes make sense to step out of that entrenchment, how it might make sense to say, you know what, I don't want to do it this way, but I'm going to try it. I don't want to think about something in a new way, but I'm going to try it because on one side, creators tend to be very innovative and we tend to look outside the box and we tend to do things in ways that aren't expected. But on the flip side, we tend to be obsessive, we tend to be ritualistic, and we tend to be superstitious. And we're not usually, writers are not usually extroverted either, which means that we're limited to sort of our own little bubble, our own little quiet circle, the inside of our own minds. And that is always a war because if you don't get outside of your circle, you don't have new experiences, you don't try things in new ways, you don't bend, and then therefore you're less creative. So there's always this war between this intense internal need to be creative and look at things in new ways, and on the other hand, a total reluctance and unwillingness to do things in new ways. So walking that line, I think, is it's healthy to acknowledge that 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 line is there. And so this noticing, which I do recognize I haven't given you the noticing yet, which is more of an acknowledgement in this case, this particular one is is one that I wanted to pull out because it does walk that line. It does explore that line. It does say, are there things that maybe I should consider doing differently? And even if I don't do them differently, even the considering I think has value because it makes you aware that makes me aware that there is this reluctance within me. So let me, after that long preamble, let me circle back. So what I have acknowledged, let's say, I've, I've noticed it, but but it, it's larger than that. I've noticed it many times. And so now I think I need to acknowledge that I have this tendency to overcomplicate a story idea from the beginning. And this this is a tendency that's gotten worse over time. So if you've ever read any of my books, they tend to have layered narratives. They tend to have a sort of a, a puzzle box feel to them. And there's always a lot of uh, intricate relationships that need to be kind of handled and managed. Now, I don't feel that this is overwhelming. I don't think that it's that it's obtuse and strange. I don't think my books are hard to follow. That's just, of course, my opinion. But there is a lot to them. So the sci-fi series, The Beam, for instance, there's so much in that that I was figuring it out as I was writing because it's in the future and people have been living for, you know, the rich people who can afford it have been living for 200 years or whatever. And they still look like they're in their early thirties and someone's mother might look younger than them because she has nanobot rejuvenation. And there's all sorts of like, where are people's minds? Are they in the cloud? Are they in their bodies? And there's also, there's identity transfers and all sorts of weird things that happen in this, this odd hyper internet dystopian future, which the world is looking a little bit more like this with the dawn of AI. So who knows? But the point is that that was a very complex narrative, but it didn't begin complex. 
mean, it did because it had a, it had a, a history of what has happened since the present day when we began the story to the present day, just kind of in the background, not something that needed to be really delved into, but I need to be aware of it. So this world was filled out, but the story itself was like, I'm just going to start writing about the first character is this character who's a, a performer and a singer, Natasha Ryan, and she's giving a concert and something happens in the crowd because there's unrest between like political factions and they've each hired stooges to stage this riot so that they can get news coverage. And that was a simple idea, really. There's a little bit more to it than on other things, but that's where it began. And if you want to go even simpler, my Fat Vampire series is dead simple. It's about a vampire who doesn't fit and who is looked on on by the the posh vampire community for being, quote, inferior because they want everybody to look like uh, GQ cover models or something. That's really, really simple. But by the end of that six book series, there's all sorts of machinations and back dealings and that sort of thing. And similarly, something as dumb as... Uh, my book series, Unicorn Western, which is what it sounds like. A cowboy rides a unicorn. It started as a joke, literally. But by the end, the worlds are in balance and there's this light and dark, dark tower sort of vibe. So my stories, the moral of this is that my stories get complicated, but they didn't used to start complicated. And now, since I'm aware that I like that story structure, I'm tending to overcomplicate the beginning rather than starting with something simple and then digging that buried story fossil out of the ground and finding the complexities as I go. And so the, all of this acknowledgement is that I'm getting in my own way before I start. I'm noticing that I'm having a harder and harder time starting because I'm starting with too much complexity. And I, I'm afraid that the lesson here is, is this, this thing that I don't want to admit or think about or even consider. And that's the idea of what if I did it differently? Now, the first one I hate, the first idea for how I could how I could do this differently, I do not want to do. So this is just me being honest with you. I'm just trying to say that once you notice something and you notice some lessons, you should at least consider them. So one is dividing the narrative. What if I, instead of trying to eat the whole elephant at the beginning, what if I broke it down into pieces? What if I viewed it as a collection of little stories that all went together, not in a, a magnolia tapestry sort of a way, but in just stages? You know, the, the cliche is, well, if you can't eat the whole thing at once and then break it down and eat smaller pieces at a time. I don't know why it's a food metaphor, but that's one is 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 steps. Now, the reason I don't like that is because I'm usually a flow kind of writer. I like to get in there and and see how things feel. And it feels a little mechanical to me to actually break it up. So I don't plan to do that anytime soon, but it is an option. And I need to know that that is the sort of thing that I may want to consider, even though I'm complacent in my usual way of doing things. You know, we writers, we always, we have a ritual and we're superstitious and we got to, you know, do something OCD before we do it. And we need to be wearing our lucky hat and whatever else. And the muse just needs to show up. And so shaking it up, and this is one way to shake it up, is something that I could do. Now, I don't want to do that one, but let me give you one that occurred to me as a way to shake things up that I, I would be willing to do and that I, I am doing. And that is keeping the acknowledgement, doing everything I said earlier. And that's that my stories do become complicated, but they start simple. And so I need to find a way to find that simple seed. So in this complex narrative that I have, where I want to go down this avenue and I want to go down this avenue and this person might turn out to be related to this person 
and there's this conspiracy and this person's saying one thing, but means something else. And there's this controlling party behind it. What if I step back and I say, what is this story really about? I have one sentence to describe this story. So if you haven't read the beam, this isn't going to work, but the beam is about, it's about what makes us human in a hyper-connected computerized world. Uh, you know, that's, that's theme, but it could also be about, well, I don't want to spoil the beam, but I could reduce the plot to one sentence if I wanted to. And you can do that with just even the most complex stories. You can boil them down. You don't have to say, well, and then this happens and then this happens. No. What is the central idea? What is the arc described in one sentence? And that exercise of simplifying will allow me to hang various things on it without overcomplicating it and keeping that core story. How do I advance that core story? And as I do that, then I will hopefully regain the ability to add complexity along the way. And the last thing is just acknowledging that the discomfort is its own value as well. So I don't want to try something new. I prefer to do things the way that I want. And I want to start with big ideas and I want to immerse in those big ideas. And I just want to write the story without doing anything special. But anytime you're uncomfortable, it's a prompt to consider something new and to consider maybe trying a different way and just a willingness to change and a willingness to look at things new, which is what we're supposed to do as creators to begin with. So I'm going to give it a little bit of a try. Maybe you can too. All right, that's it for today. If you'd like more, there's a full article about every episode on my website at johnnybtruant.com, as well as show notes and transcripts. If you find value in what I do, please consider becoming a member of the site. Just click on membership at the top. Members get extra weekly episodes of the podcast, extra companion articles, my current in-progress book, if you're into that sort of thing, and more, all for just a few bucks a month. It's basically like buying me a cup of coffee. If membership isn't for you, please show your support by subscribing, sharing, reviewing, all that good stuff. It really does make a difference. Thanks for listening and stay curious.